It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, good evening, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. Have you ever ignored red flags in a relationship? That's the question I put on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Have you ever ignored red flags in a relationship? So, the result is, oh yeah, 90% of you said that. No way, only 10%. I'm part of the 90%. I many, many times in my past, you know, love life, now I'm doing a little better, but who knows? I've ignored red flags. So let's try not to ignore them. And for that, you know what you can do? Call me 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, just dial 855-905-8255. Athena, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Athena. Welcome to The Rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? I just have a question. So I'm online dating recently. I just started dating again. And I was curious, how young is too young to date? Like age difference wise? Mm -hmm. What's the limit? (laughs) All right. So I got to ask you, how old are you? I'm 29. Oh, 29. And why are you asking me? Is there a reason why? Have you met somebody or are you more attracted by very young or much older? I usually like men a little bit older than me, but I just recently hit it off with someone much, much younger than me, and I was completely shocked when I found out his age. So how old is he? He's only 20 years old. Good for you. Listen, but um, do you like him? Is everything good? Yes, everything seems to be going well. He's much more mature than any guy I've met that's older than me. So, okay, we, you well, know, listen. the conversation, his worth ethic and his drive and his morals are all like way up there. So it just, I can't believe, I still can't get over that he's only 20. So it's just very (laughs) weird to me. I understand. But listen, here's, here's what I call the, the balance of love, right? So you, it's like a balance is flat, and then if your happiness is, is higher than the unhappiness, if your excitement is higher than the depression, if your joie de vie, if your joy of life with this guy is more than the, the sadness, then you should stay with him. I've always believed, and that's I've learned from my parents, they have 17 years of difference and been married 54 years. Age does not matter if you're happy. Okay, so Athena, I don't want you to feel weird. I want you to enjoy to the fullest. He's a good guy. I'm sure you're a good person too. You guys are having the time of your life. It might last 70 years. It might last a year. Who knows? But the most important is your happiness. So my advice and answer to age difference is whoever you feel happy with is the right partner for you. As long as things legally is the right age, no one yeah. should tell you otherwise. And don't feel bad. Enjoy. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right, Athena. Good for you, and thank you for calling. Have a good night. Good night. Thank you. Somebody sent me a funny email with a question regarding his girlfriend and the cooking. They need help. That's next. If you have a question about your partner or your relationship, but you can't dial in, what do you do? You send me an email at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on with Phil? The kitchen, his girlfriend. What's up with that? Oh, man. All right. So this comes from Phil that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Phil. My girlfriend is on this new kick where she wants to cook every single night. But the Mm. food that she makes is terrible. (laughs) She adds tons of butter and salt to the point where it's pretty much not even edible. A lot of times I'll just hide my food in the napkin and then throw it away when she's not looking. But I can't do this forever. 
Do you have any suggestions on how I should handle this without hurting her feelings? So basically, if your partner is a terrible cook and they don't know they are, what can you do? I'm going to tell you that next. So here's the dilemma. What would you do if your partner very kindly offered to cook every single night, but the food was terrible to the point you had to hide it in a napkin and throw it away discreetly? And that's the problem Phil has with his girlfriend. Super nice girlfriend, wants to cook for him, but tons of butter and salt, and so he can't eat it. So Phil, I think a conversation is the solution. Instead of hiding the fact that it's not so good, just cook with her. So say, you know what? I would love to cook with you. Don't tell her to cook alone better so that she'll feel bad. Just say, listen, we make it a team thing. And you guys, and then you can measure the butter and the salt, and you guys can do better cooking together. I think every time we have a problem, instead of pointing the finger at our partners, let's just join the movement and do the cooking together. Same thing with the cleaning. Somebody says, you know, hey, my partner is not a good cleaner. Well, join the program. This is the solution field. Join the kitchen and join the cooking. Good luck to you. Thanks for the email. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Melody, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Melody. What is going on tonight? Oh, Simon, I have some need of advice. My husband okay. and I have been married for about 10 years, and as you might say, I no longer want to ooh-la-la <laughs> with him. <laughs> okay. And I don't know what to do. I love him very much, but it's just not there. Uh, okay, I understand. How long this dry spell has been happening? Like, how long you've lost the ooh-la-la feelings for him? <sighs> well, I've been going through the motions for probably about a year or two. And so, may I ask, when was the last time you guys had ooh-la-la? Um, a few weeks ago, but, you know, it's just to make him happy, really. Okay. Is there something you did or something that explained, even something subtle, something very light, that slowly got on your nerves over the years and amplified itself to the point where you just don't want to be touched by your husband anymore? Yes. Um, he is very critical to me and my children, the minute he walks in the door, just really criticizes good. little tiny things. And I'm just like, why did you even come home? Okay. So uh, are you afraid of your husband? Afraid? No. Okay. Uh, just have you talked? <laughs> just annoyed. Have you had a chance to have a conversation about it with him? I have, but he doesn't see what he's doing as a problem. I see. So... There is one way to solve this. Just record what he's saying and then play it to him. Because sometimes when we hear ourselves on a tape recorder, we realize the tone either is condescending or abusive or too loud. And then you can say, listen, it hurts my feelings. I don't like the tone. And this is very destructive for us because it stresses all of us. And so there's no reason for that, the criticism and all of that. And I want you to stand up for yourself and for your kids. All right, because mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I want you kids to see that too. What's not acceptable cannot be accepted by mom. Mm -hmm. And then, and if he doesn't do anything about it, you say, well, the next step is we can go to a couple of therapists because I need you to help me keep this marriage together. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That, Wonderful. And that is why, until this is solved, 
there should be no more ulala because I don't want you to force yourself to do something that, when it comes to ulala, is not genuine. Okay. All right. Good luck yes. to you. Have a great conversation and call me back if you need my help and we'll go from there. Merci. Merci à toi de ton téléphone. Thank you for calling me et bonsoir. Bonsoir. You know what? I want to talk a little more about the importance of the tone we use to talk to each other. That's next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. You know, I love the last call I just got with Melody because she was mentioning how, you know, her husband gets home and he kind of make her feel bad and he's speaking too loud or she feels, you know, it's like a little bit abusive tone. And then, you know, at the beginning, she said the reason of all of that was, you know, the ooh-la-la is fading away and she doesn't want to be intimate with him anymore. And that's a lesson for all of us. Let's be very careful and aware of the tone we use to talk to each other. Who wants to be yelled at? I think it's one of the key to a great, calm relationship is to pay attention to our tone. So when we get a little upset, when we get a little frustrated, we don't raise our voices. That is something that should be you know, only done when somebody's in danger or something is really very bad happening. But that's a key I wanted to emphasize with you on. Don't yell at each other. Keep talking softly at each other. So important. I'm going to share a story next, by the way. Stay with me. I have a personal story to illustrate that very point. I'm Simon Marcel, and you're listening to The Rendezvous. This is my voice, this is my accent, and this is the tone I use all day long. No different on the radio than I talk to my friends or producers. It's the same. The reason of this is because I was very lucky at home, very, is both of my parents, I don't remember them yelling at me or yelling at each other. Both of my parents were very self-conscious about the fact that yelling was not a good thing. So they spare us. But the way my dad would discipline us, he would start to talk very slowly. So when I was a young boy, he'd say, Mr. Simon, you have to come see your dad in the office now. I knew I was in trouble. I never heard, hey, Simon, never. And so I think the reason I, I really stayed calm in my life is also because of that. The less we yell, the better. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you have a question about your relationship, not sure what to do, just call me, 855-905-8255. Lisa, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Lisa. How can I help you tonight? Okay, so I've been in a relationship for eight years, and I really love my partner. Um, but when he takes a couple of days off during the week because he drives for a living, mm -hmm. he wants to be home and drink. And... It really bothers me because I don't drink, and I feel like that's something that he just really wants to do because he says it relaxes him, it makes him feel better. But I've mentioned that I'd rather us go out, go to the beach, do other stuff, but it just seems like that's what he wants to do. Um, okay. And then he tells me, well, at least I'm not, I'm not at bars. I'm at home with you. And I also have a daughter. Uh -huh. So my daughter gets irritated with it as well. I understand. So, just a technical question. Can you afford, in your life, uh, with your work, to live without him? Not right now. I mean, I make pretty good money, but I live in Los Angeles, especially in downtown Los Angeles. I'm not sure if you know how expensive that is. Um, I see. But I could. I My business is growing. I have a startup business. It's growing. So, at some point, I will be able to. Okay, good, good. Because... 
you know, is any addiction. It, it takes the addict to change. So there's nothing you can tell him not to drink. You know, it won't work. Uh, and the other question you may ask yourself is, why do I want to hang out or be with a drinker uh, that prefers alcohol than my company and who uh, makes me uncomfortable? Right. Mm. Okay. Okay. So okay, you've got to figure you. out. You're most welcome. You've got to figure out why you're attracted by this person who can be destructive in a way for you and your daughter. And two, financially, would it be better when you're ready to move out, even if it's a smaller place where there is not this vibe, you know, from, from him? And that's what I'm focusing on right now. That's exactly what I'm focusing on is to grow the Good. business a little bit more so that I can go on my own eventually. That's what I'm looking to do. All right, Lisa, that's the right strategy. Thank you so much for calling. Good luck to you. Be strong and then have a good night. Thank you. Talking about drunkness. I just got an Instagram DM. Somebody now met somebody else under the influence and they both don't know what to do. Let's talk about that next. You're listening to The Rendezvous. You know that if you can't call me, you can always send me an Instagram DM at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what exactly happened with those two people drinking too much that night? All right, so Annabelle says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Annabelle. I was at a party, and I got drunk and confessed to my crush that I liked him, and he revealed he liked me too, and we stayed up all night talking. But it's now been three days, and we have barely spoken since then. I want to talk about things to see where we stand, but I don't know what he's thinking, and I am afraid to ask. Also, he was drunk too, so maybe he doesn't even remember, or maybe he didn't even mean it. I don't know. Do I just ask? And if so, how? So that's a great question. If you meet somebody and tell, you know, like them and they like you too, but you guys both drunk and you don't hear from each other, what can you do? I'll tell you that next. So think about it. You go to a party, you get drunk, and you confess to your crush that you really like him. And he revealed to you that he likes you too. But then a couple of days later, you barely talk, right? And then you still don't know, does he like me? She likes me. You don't know what to do. Annabelle, I would say don't do anything because anyone who likes anyone really, when you wake up from the drunkness, you still like them. Or maybe, you know, you liked it under the influence and not. So I say, Annabelle, do nothing, protect your dignity, and... If you engage, you engage. If he wants to talk, you talk. If he doesn't say anything about anything, I would not do anything either and just move on. But I know this is not what you want to hear. It's what I feel you should do. Protect yourself, distance, and wait and see. Good luck to you, Annabelle, and thanks again for the Instagram DM. You call the next, 855-905-8255. You know me a little bit. You know I love your love stories. That's kind of your gift to me on the rendezvous every night. I need them for my joie de vivre, for my joy of life. So call me. Bonjour, Eden. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Eden. So I know you have a love story to share with me on the rendezvous tonight. Yes, I'm so excited to tell you about my new boo. Oh, I want to hear about this new boo. Yes. So I met him on a dating app called I do. And, like, I would have never, never been the type of person to be on, like, a dating site or nothing. You know, I think that when you, like, get into a relationship or anything, uh-huh. like, you should meet somebody in a natural way, you know? Yep. And it just don't really happen like that no more. I think that people are so accustomed to, like, the Internet and stuff. Uh-huh. So, anyways, long story short, like, 
I'm on this website, Bato, and I'm getting all these inboxes. I'm not really talking to these dudes. But then I see this guy, and, like, he sent me a message, and, like, he was such a gentleman with it, you know what I'm saying? He was just like, yo, I'm you are just so gorgeous. And it was just uh-huh. like how he wrote it. He wrote it, like, gorgeous. You know, we're like, man, like, oh, so wow. Like, gorgeous, yeah. Yeah, and he was just like, it was just like love at first sight, even though, like, so this online vibe was so crazy. Shorty was like, yo, we got to get up. So I was so with it. Uh-huh. And he picked me up. We went to Applebee's. And, you know, a lot of a lot of females really be sleeping on Applebee's. You know, like, they oh. too good for Applebee's, but I'm not uh-huh. like that. Okay. And, you know what I'm saying? He let me get whatever I wanted. And we ate my food and everything. And we just talked and we talked. And he just was so into me. Like, he couldn't take his eyes off me. He listened to everything I said. He was a total gentleman. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, opening doors. Like, even to the car, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And he had a real nice bins. And he keep it real clean. And, he, like, he keep himself clean and everything. And, like, we just really hit it off. And wow. it, I'm glad to say now that it's been a whole month. And he, like, officially asked me to be his girl. And so, like, everything is going well. And I just want to say, like, for all those girls out there who feel like they ain't met the one yet, just hang in there because you never know. You never know. That's a great story. Listen, I love that story. And, you know, that that's what it is about. You never know. And then you give a chance to meet and get together. And look what happened. I'm going to keep y'all posted because I'm really feeling this guy and I think we're going to good places. You feel me? Absolutely. I follow you. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Eden, and, and have a good night. Good luck to you guys. Thank you. You too. More Rendezvous next. Would you date someone if you knew there would be no future? So just date for like here and now, just like for the summer fling, right? Uh, that was the question I had actually on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. Uh, check it out, by the way. We have great questions all the time and polls. So to the question, would you date someone if you knew there would be no future? Interestingly enough, 85% of you said nope, and 15% said yes, I still would. And I, I still would, because I live always in the moment, and I never know if things going to develop Forever or for a week or for a month. But any moment of love is a wonderful moment to have, in my opinion. So I'm part of 15%. Always there, love, and see what happens. Anyway, thanks again for listening to the show tonight. Thank you for listening to all the shows, actually, every night. A big, big thank you. Merci beaucoup. I'll be back tomorrow. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.